Good morning, my brothers and sisters. I have the privilege of being on the shores of Lake Michigan with Pastor Newt Larson. Pastor Newt, you pastored the chapel in Akron for about 100 years. 112. And you've been gone for now about 10 years. 12. 12 years. Two months. Wow. Four days. But you have been serving the church in a very special way. Tell people what you've been up to and what, what you're doing now. Well, I, I swim out here in Lake Michigan. I swim across and back and windsurf. No, I, I just, I like the word coach. Some pastors don't like it. I like, I coach pastors. I help churches that way. And uh, it's a great use. I had clearly a honeymoon, a wonderful time at two churches. Ashland, Ohio, Akron, Ohio. So I can talk about some good experiences. Some that's what I do. I I help churches. So why would why would pastors need coaching? I think a young pastor would be crazy not to even if just cuz I'm old ask a few questions. But coaching means you walk with them. We spend an hour together every month and then probably two or three times a month talk or like I'm I'm looking at a sermon today this evening that I must send back right away when you when you've done it so many times you might have ideas that the that the other guy doesn't and that that's the good of it but especially in difficult situations so if you could speak for uh, the people that you mentor the people that you coach what would they say that it means uh, that it means to them? Well, they've said in emails in concluding a session maybe uh, or a six months, uh, a couple of them I've been coaching for 10 years, by the way, and uh, it's been gratifying to see them grow in a number of areas, especially leading and preaching. Because hmm. I don't know, Mike, I don't know anything. I'm exaggerating very slightly. I don't know anything but church. I know Jesus, and I know faith. I don't mean that, but I mean I couldn't fix a thing with my hands. I, I do know how church should operate. I can help that way. It's gratifying to hear them say, this is working, we're growing, we're united again. That's amazing what you just said, that some of your clients, your pastors, have been with you for, t- for 10 years. What does that say about the... Uh, the usefulness of what you're doing. It's gratifying. Now, he, I, I'm, I'm thinking of one in my head right now, and I have his sermon outline for next Sunday right in my uh, computer, and when we get back to the house, I'll, I'll give him some ideas. He has gone from a, forgive me, a C-minus preacher not because of me, just because nobody ever said, why don't you smile? Nobody ever said, where did you get that? You made that up. That wasn't in the text. Nobody ever said, come on, uh, lean into me and tell me with better love. So that's gratifying. That's why he's stuck, I think. Many of your uh, mentorees are younger, I would imagine. Do you know anybody? Everybody's Everybody's (laughs) younger than me, yes. Yes. And, and some much, uh, much younger than you. <laughs> so, 
what special challenges are pastors facing now that uh, maybe you you faced in a lesser degree that the there's something thundering on the horizon for pastors today? What is that? COVID. COVID has not been a light moment for the church. Uh, I, I spoke at a church just the other week where uh, only half the people were there, of course, but the half that were there, half of them were sitting in the back with masks on, probably double masks, and the other half were uh, hugging each other up front as if to say, take your mask off. And it's divided churches. Mm. Secondly, the example in Washington, D.C., forgive me, is horrible. They don't know how to argue anymore. They don't know how to differ, and they just. And I think it. I think churches pick up on that. People do. Yeah. And third, the awful system of communication. People say stuff on Facebook or their their phones that they think God can't read, and people have hurt each other that way. Um, so, I think it's just interesting that you put yourself into the the fray of the church into, frankly, difficult situations. I mean, every, people don't need mentoring where things are just all rainbows and, and, and puppies. So <laughs> tell us tell us about why you think that's important and why it has been important for you to, to, to stand in the gap like that. For one, it's what I know. I know church. Two... Maybe first, I'm so grateful for God's grace in my life as a pastor and the two churches I pastor. And, and I always studied church and tried to learn it better. Uh, it's just people need help to lead in this difficult time. I, I, don't, I didn't get much coaching, frankly, when mm. I was a pastor. I was sure. two years an associate, so I learned there. But then I'm on my own. I... I think it's vital. So you said you don't know how to do anything too well, but I know that you you are and have been a fantastic athlete. So do you think that that uh, there's an NBA team out there that might need a shooting guard? I've been checking with a couple of my. One of them has said they'd call back. Uh, I don't know. You I are a friend of the NBA at least. Yes, I've been very close to. Uh, <laughs> Now, I still played till COVID set in, and I hope they'll start it up again, but most of my stardom was in my imagination. <laughs> well, on behalf of, uh, of the church and the people that you've encouraged, I, when I hear you talk about coaching and mentoring, I just, uh, what I hear is encouragement. And I know that you've been encouragement, uh, in, you have encouraged me, you have been encouraged an encouragement to uh, the church that I have worshipped at for a thousand years, and uh, it's encouraging to me that you you are running hard, even still, 12 years after leaving the actual pastorate. So thank you for being with us, and we'll see you all tomorrow. <laughs>